Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Got it. Hello, everybody. Got it. Leon. Leon's back. Hello. Hello. Leon. <laughs> ben, your upper no. lip is very reddishly tinted. What do you, what do you think? It, it's still it does, red wine? It's still red wine. Maybe I'm like a flamingo. I'm, um, you know, I'm turning the color of what I eat. Because the thing um, is, right, your your hair is white gray. Your side is a white gray. Beard's white gray. Mm-hmm. But your fucking mustache is... It's Mad Maxing. It's in going it. till then. It has a little bit of ginger in it, yes. Uh, nice. Um, nice. Well, you know, <laughs> just like sure Ange, I'm sure Ange <laughs> loves it. Oh, absolutely. It's my um, my Darrow chic look at the moment. <laughs> you like it? Yes. Um, I'm draining. I'm slowly draining of pigment, you know, so the... I'm always amazed when I get a haircut of, of how luminously white my hair is when they clip it off. And it it and lands falls on it. Oh, yeah. That, that, that <laughs> on black the pitch canvas. Black, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The black canvas of my, my, my haircut smock. I just want to show you all me. my gray hair. If you can find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it turns out I'm okay. You should, you should just be shave to leave only the, the ginger. So you get yes. that. It will look quite, quite weird. It would look quite, um, Quite English turn of the century, wouldn't yes. it? Quite yes. Very <laughs> Vincent Vincent Price manicured beard. Um, so does the, yeah. the carpet match? Is everything else grey? Or is it just uh, around mm. the facial space? <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Shall I tell you a funny story about the carpet? Right. <laughs> I um I was I was staying at my brother's and cousin's place in Oyamashi in Japan, right? And there happened to be a Polaroid camera, right? And I thought. I'm going to moon this as someone takes a photo of me, then I'll put it up on there and my anonymity will be preserved because, after all, who recognizes uh, assholes, right? And my big, <laughs> my big hairy asshole. But what I failed to think about was, was my hands spreading my cheeks. <laughs> and as you can see, I have a very individual point of finger here, which is half mangled. <laughs> I was clearly identifiable to anyone that knew me as the ass bandits in the Polaroid photo. Yeah. Cover your bases, oh, man. Such Cover stupidity. your bases. Such stupidity. Such stupidity. Anyway, fun times. Fun times indeed. Man, I'm so um, glad we didn't have cameras growing up because the amount of times we'd be going down the M1 in, in South Africa <laughs> doing one, 150, 160 past cars with somebody's ass out the window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'd yeah. all be, yeah. we'll be in but TV. As many opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, as much as the absence of uh, photos protected you, they also denied you opportunity because you know those things you record with your eyeballs, which you <laughs> wish you had something that was more indelible <laughs> yeah, yeah. than your memory to record. I remember like being there and my like my brother drinking far too quickly on New Year's Eve, um, passing out in the backyard, vomiting, and then I walk out and there's like there's a pool of vomit around his head. It's raining and the dog that had been trot up everyone's <laughs> leg all night is just is having, <laughs> 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 draping your brother. 
conscious victim to rape for, for as long as it pleased. It's it's one of those moments where you had to be there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know, I know, I know. The recounting of things, things as much as I'm a storyteller, they uh, it doesn't do justice to their real yeah. <laughs> One good photo. One good photo could have done a better job. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but well, welcome but back, Neon. Thank you. I have your smarts on. I have your smarts on the first episode. No, I didn't prepare for a second. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't prepare. Oh. <laughs> we'll just, I'm just. We'll just tell you all the things we think you should know. Yes, and I'm just here for emotional support. Is that I, I'm looking behind you, and um, I, I know most of our the, the people won't be looking at your display cabinet because they will only have audio. But is that a single ATST, like living yes. a lonely existence on the top cupboard of your glass cabinet? No, there's more Star Wars in there. So oh, yeah. just on the right, yeah. That's Imperial obviously not to scale. Rebel, <laughs> and then at the bottom is an X-wing and. An all uh, Millennium Falcon micro machine. Ah, micro machine. I I have to tell you, I'm I don't own a Millennium Falcon, but I'm obsessed with them because there was the the original Kenner versions, one, two, and three, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi, right? And then from that, then there was the yeah, the big big two and a half foot one, you know. Mm. Um, uh, what was it? The Legacy Star Wars Legacy, and now they're still. In their box, they go for some coin now, you know what I mean? I and they had the little, they had little Chewbacca and stuff. I'm insanely brother, uh, insanely jealous of my brother, whose friend bought him the D'Agostini Millennium Falcon in, you know, like buy a magazine and get a piece every week, right? Well, his mate over in Japan bought two of them. He bought, and then he gave, gifted one to my brother, who put it together, and it's this magnificent thing now, you know? Amazing. And, yeah, you guys, look, for me, I think a Star Wars original, you know, 78 Star Wars in its box. Happy days. Mm-hmm. Happy days. No, that, that one survived my childhood, which is why I'm precious about it, because I can't yeah. believe it did. And then when no. we moved here, I dug it out of a box randomly. I thought it was gone ages ago. Yeah. And then I found that thing. And I was, it's like you say, it brings back all your memories mm-hmm. really from mm-hmm. childhood. Such a nostalgic mm-hmm. experience. Um, yeah, yep. and then I've got a Lego Star Destroyer, which is about that big, but I haven't oh, built yep. it yet because it's going to take me about a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I haven't taken that on yet, but we just need another pandemic. Hey, look, if we can organize another pandemic for you, we should be you have all the time and uh, all the time in the world that you need. Monkey pot stage it. four. Monkey pot <laughs> stage four. <laughs> yes, that's it. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, there's like, times like this. I'm glad I'm get, I got out of being a primate keeper because, like, you tell me, it's just a monkey pops going around. You're no, what were you doing science. all day, Ben? You're, you're in the fucking sites if you're a monkey keeper, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm often jealous of people that have relics, like genuine relics from the childhood, because um, we're, I had this situation where, where my, my family moved from position A to position B. And we were what, patiently waiting for all of our shit to arrive with all of our childhood treasures, right? And then the, my parents broke news to me that the, uh, the truck that was carrying all of our shit had run off the road and burst into flames, right? Okay, and they just chucked just, it away. No, no, everything gone, honestly. This thing Probably ran off the road. It. Yep. And I'm thinking, 
Right. And and I just accepted this. I accepted this as being normal. Like like a, a truck runs off the road and instantaneously bursts into flames, right? And then years later, because my my father is a biochemist. <laughs> I was thought you said your butler. Okay. Biochemist. No, 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 my father, my father is a biochemist. And in in the shit that he was <laughs> he was traveling in the back of his van was some maybe potentially volatile compounds that if agitated mm. and blended together would spontaneously combust. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially a bomb. A bomb. A so bomb. my dad's father had unwittingly or wittingly asked someone to transport a potentially explosive cocktail of, of, of chemicals in the back of this truck, which when it ran off the road and then mixed them all. But, um, so has anybody ever Nothing. given any thought to the fact that the mixing might have had happened before he ran off the road? Like shit was yeah. on fire and he panicked and he ran off yes, the road. He panicked and went, Ooh, holy <laughs> shit, we're looking police coming in the room. Um anyway. So so yes, yeah, so I can understand you having treasured possessions because hmm. I have none. So I've yeah. spent half a lifetime uh, you know, filling the, that hole the in funny, my soul. The funny thing about it though is like you take shit along yeah. the journey for your life, right? I I've got stuff going back to when I was 10 or 12 because I probably was always an instinctive hoarder and possessive around the stuff that I liked and I inspired me. Um, and even now, I've got tubs of toys where I kind of just started buying stuff because I thought they were cool. And I look at it now <laughs> and it's still as lame as they were in 1991. I'm like... Mm. Why did I buy three Robin? <laughs> I fucking hate mm. Robin. I just bought it because DNA yeah. didn't nope. have any other toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they only had the leftovers. I was like, well, I'm going to buy something. I might as well buy fucking Robin from Batman Forever. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's right no. next to me on the ground. I'm like, you dick. What I regret is I've got a tub of Star Wars micro machines and half of them are disfigured. Some of them are burnt and yeah. half, yeah, I painted on some as a kid. And now I'm like, fuck, I'm an idiot. No, but Why did I do that, that shit? Yes. Yes. Why did you look after your shit as a kid? Do you remember the, the little Lego hands from the Motu figures? Yeah. They all were engineered to hold little swords, but they also could hold little Chinese crackers. So it goes a pa, and then the hands <laughs> open. <laughs> so yep. I destroyed mine, man. I fucking yeah. and and GI Joe hands. None of my GI yeah. Joes had hands after all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This like, is there's a toy line. Sold them, right? <laughs> there's a toy line, but this the thing the thing about this is this creates the the scarcity of nine point eights. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like um the the uh, the particular rare toy line is the Kenny Indiana Jones toy line. We didn't get it in Australia. I've no doubt you didn't get it in South Africa. Um, no. But like to the point where for a little, they're kind of Star Wars shape type, you know, sized figures, but for Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in particular. So they had the Marion and the Indy and all that type of stuff. And Indy has got a particularly... Um, fragile thumb you know what i mean so from, from people trying to wedge a pistol or a whip in there this thumb just pops off so that makes that that makes the scarcity of these you know these poor toys that were never really played with as a as a kid mm. because the thumb would never survive any type of child abuse you know of mm-hmm. trying to fit the pistol in there and stuff like and that by child the abuse where- you mean child abusing 
Just throwing it out there. Child abusing. Yes, yes, yes. Disclaimer. I'm not talking disclaimer. About yes, before we get, we're not, we, we're not monetized on Facebook, on, on, on YouTube. But if we were, we'd quickly be demonetized. Um, yes. So but you know what you're I'm saying? saying so. You're saying we're looking for Indiana Joneses from now on with thumbs. With thumbs, yes. Got to <laughs> have a thumb. Gotcha. Got to have. Good to have that's a thumb, the criteria. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And his little whip and his little his little pistol, you know. Yeah, because I'm um, sure that everybody loses the whip day one, right? Because it's, a, it's yeah, a little piece yeah. of plastic. It's it's a yep. it's a skinny cable tie from the looks of it. It's not really yeah. much of a yeah. Well, it's it's all of those things like like um, all of the 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 toys that had little pieces that easily got yeah. lost. They're the ones that are premium. Was it actually a material whip? Was it a plastic whip? Was it string? No, no, no. It was, it was like string. It was string, but it had it's a hand. Insane. But it was it's string, insane. yeah. Yep. Yep. Have a look there. And it's, I mean, that was so cool. Like, there's the Well of Souls. I mean, you could get the Well of Souls in a playset. How freaking cool is that, man? You know? What would, what um, would one of those indies go for now if you find it? Oh, thousands. Have a look. Are you by your computer? Nev, no, just look at I'm too oh, lazy yeah. to do I, that. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at one now bidding with three days to go is 325 US. No, 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 much more than that. No, like, no, look, three days they, to go. Well, yeah, days and that's loose. Is that is that loose? Yeah, it's loose. Look, look, look at an MOC MOC indie. You know, MOC. I'm just not going to do that right now. Here for emotional yeah, support while you guys Google stuff. Uh, you're you're, <laughs> Interesting on you're on this podcast to ask us questions, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> so you should be asking questions while we talk about Indiana Jones and ignore well, you. <laughs> technically, yeah. this is still the intro to the episode because we haven't started talking about comics. <laughs> oh, yes, we Let's talk about comics. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all, mm. It all springs from the same well, my friend. It all springs mm. from the same well. Yeah. So, um, Whether you drink Fiji I... water or Willie's water, <laughs> same water, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did have a question, something you actually taught me on the weekend. Um, you mentioned that that little code above the one barcode is the series and oh yeah so the two the book number in that series are there any other tricks to kind of understand where a specific comic fits into a series or so there's, there's two things right so the the barcode is a giveaway mm -hmm. for a few things so the barcode's got the issue the last five digits um, yep. So the last five digits, the first three of the last five is the issue number. So 001, 002, blah, blah, blah. The second issue is whether it's a variant or a regular cover. So it could go one, two, three, four, five, depending on the variant or the regular cover. If it's a regular cover, it's one. And then the last number there is if it's a first printing, second printing, first print, third printing, and so forth. So if you've got, say, uh, what, what was the issue that we're looking at? Issue five of Darth Vader? I can't remember. So I think if no, that was no, that was one. That was number one. Oh, was it one? Okay. So if it's yeah. one, it'll be like zero zero one. One yeah. if it's first variant, so regular cover, and another one if it's um, yeah. So it should be double zero triple one at the end for that as an example. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Double yeah. zero triple one. Now the other thing you would do is on the inside cover, or not inside cover, on the bottom of page one. 
it'll usually tell you if it's second series or first series or third series. But the the easiest way to do this without opening comics and fucking doing doing that to ten comics in the comic shop is <laughs> you use um, a, a, a website. There's a web no, but there's a website called My Comic Shop, right? It's a great website to buy stuff from, but it's also a great website to get quick high level key indicators of where that issue is at because if you search on my comic shop for say daredevil as used an example um they'll bring you daredevil and they'll start with a year the series started so it'll be daredevil 1 1963 yeah. and the next level down so it's like a table the next level down will be Daredevil 1, 1997. The next one will be Daredevil 1, 2003, blah, blah, blah. And when you click on that, it'll give you all the issues in there. So doing that, you can. You, it's almost like a hierarchy, right? You look yeah. at the, the, the series, and then you click on the series that you're after. For instance, that one being Dark Knight, which is 1997. You click on that, and there's like uh, 40 or 50 or 100 issues under there. And that's how you, that's how you get to know it. If that I don't makes know sense. what he's doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, I didn't so, know. I so, didn't know about this, and that's probably something I'll have to now dig yeah. into. And and um, I think last time I spoke to you, um, the Overstreet Price Guide is also a very good. It's it's good book for uh, reference guide for price and value of comics, but at the mm. same time they'll do it chronologically. So if you go to Daredevil on page fucking six hundred thirty-five. It'll have issue one to 380, and then it'll say 1997 issue one. So they actually plug it in one after each other. And that's a great way to get to know it without actually having to type it or keep record of it or stuff like that. Because I yeah. understand, man, even you, you think it's a noob thing, but um, even for me, it could be overwhelming when I go to a shop, especially Spider-Man, because Spider-Man's been yeah. rebooted. I think it's on its eighth series or ninth series at the moment. So yeah, having eight or nine series in quick succession where one's 2013, one's 2015, one's 2019, all of a sudden you fucking lose track. So and then having, Spider having Gwen a, and then it's Miles Morales yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all these different new ones and old yeah. ones mixed up and you don't know how, if, can you even follow that chronologically? Are they connected? I don't actually know mm. a thing. Yeah. In that I mean, sense. It's the same shit. It's the same shit with Motu figures. Have you noticed how many how many variations yeah, of we Motu figures about this, are right? Yeah. Oh fuck! I don't know. I don't know which ones are cool, man. I don't know. Like. Yeah. Like. <laughs> if if you is think it about revelations, it, is it? Yeah. If you think about Wave One being, let's call it technically 1981 to 88, and then the shitty He-Man in the in in the in space was 1989 to 1991. Then there was a hiatus till 2000 and something where they're at the 20th anniversary. And then all of a sudden, the 200, similar to the 200, comics, yeah. Yeah. And similar to comics, all of a sudden, they fucking every two years, they relaunch it. They had like 2020, they had Origins, they have Revelations. Oh. And yeah, it's, oh. it's tough. It's tough, but it's only tough if you're a completist. Like I fucking, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I buy it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I kind of had that mindset with comics. If I'm not actually reading the series, I'll buy the stuff I like. I'll buy mm. issue 10 to 15 because it's a storyline and I'll read it. And if I like it, I might buy stuff around it. So yeah, you, do, see, you, don't always to, <laughs> you don't always mm. have to be like that, right? Oh, there you go, Ben. Um, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 1992, Kenner, Indiana Jones, 
mint on card 9,999 US. There you go. Bad. Yep. Not bad. And he's got his little yep. rope with him too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they'll Wait, take a kidney for that. For that, <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool as fuck. That 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 shit. I just love. I mean, because like Indiana Jones for me is, I mean, it's right up there, like with Star Wars, maybe even higher than Star Wars. I think you yeah. know, um, mm. yeah. Despite what they've done with it, well, you know, they they all do that shit. There's a, the the essential kind of entropy that sets in with all of these old franchises, isn't there? You mm. know what I mean. Whether it's Star Wars or anything, yeah, they're Jones. trying to reinvent yeah. it to keep it relevant or expand on it to uh, make it irrelevant. I'm just, mm. I'm just glad, apart from the latest trilogy, that things like Mandalorian are happening. That Rogue, it started with like Rogue One, I think. Rogue One was, Rogue One was the it? breakaway. Then yep. Yep. Solo, which was okay, but mm. I think those two led to Mandalorian being made. Yeah. And it's been such a great ride since that mm. show started. I mean, yeah. mm. I can't and wait for the next, for the Ahsoka one to start up, which is coming. And then uh, Andor, I think, yeah. is getting his, the, its own series as well. Hey, yeah. And let's not forget that they've they've done really objectionable things back in the past as well. Remember Caravan of Courage? I mean, that was the Ewok film. Yeah. But you know what? Even I was watching the uh, interview with Ian McGregor where he said, even people who disliked episode one, two, and three came around to it because it aged pretty well in relative to shit yeah. from that era. Like yeah. the, the reception wasn't great; it wasn't critically acclaimed. But now it's part of canon, and people appreciate it. And it's like that's why it came yeah, back to yeah. everyone. Can given it. given time, you know, like like. You look at the time heals all wounds. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it does, and the acceptance of things can be judged. The metric is how many memes they make of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, of like Padawans getting slaughtered and stuff like that. You know, um, not Padawans. What do they call the? Mm. Yeah, the Padawan. Padawan. Yeah. The, little, the younglings. They call them yes. younglings. Younglings. The younglings. <laughs> that's right. The younglings getting slaughtered by. Uh, by, by, uh, yes. Look Anakin. at the blank, blank expression on Neville's face. He's like, can they just stop talking about fucking Star Wars? Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Nerds. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, you know what? And I think, you know, going back to our very first fucking episode, we said the podcast should be a place where people who collect shit hang out. Relevant mm-hmm. of comics. Obviously, comics tend to dominate it. Because it's a prominent component of Grellances, but at the same time, you know, it's a celebration of fucking everything collectible and everything that we love from pop culture. So um, it's good that I don't know shit about Star Wars. I can listen to you guys. You can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we were, we were chatting about this the other day, you know, um, with uh, my brother and my son about the, the, the death of artists and, and, um, and what's happening. This is, a, I'm going on a complete departure here. But if you've uh, seen the stuff yeah, with. This was a with, question with, from Leon. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, oh, Leon, are we still allowing him to ask questions? Are we? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. No, it's just interesting to see, you know, when we talk about directions, we talk about flows and we talk about creativity and, um, and what people do with creativity and stuff like that. The stuff, I don't know if you've investigated it recently, but the, the, the inroads into com- 
the AI-generated artwork. Oh, because yeah. it's this whole, Leon, the Leon, whole Leon's, genre we're talking. Leon's on there. He's all over that shit. Yeah, yeah. it's it's we. I was we were just we did a a session with my brother who has an account on Mid Journey. I think it's called Mid Journey. Yep, yep, I yep. know that one. And fuck me, man, the shit you can produce instantly blows your but fucking mind. You know, um, the, it's you need to understand the prompting and how it likes mm. information mm-hmm. and prefers information to be. Um, to be prompted and then it's also a bit of you know you're working and refining so you have to you have to use very descriptive text that's yeah, not incoherent that it honestly can together on, it's so honestly good. leon with, with 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 10 minutes of you thinking really hard about what words to use you get this spectacular piece of artwork mm. it's unbelievable we're living in a new age you know what i mean and yeah. a lot of people will argument will argue that this 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 destroys the skill in creating art as an artist. Oh no, I don't want to say destroys. It redefines. So all of a sudden, your skill as an artist becomes about what process you choose to 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 feed the AI to create yeah. the artwork. Um, but it, it is and, absolutely unbelievable. You know the stuff. But it's, isn't it's it a, isn't that progression? It's natural progression. I saw that in comics when people went from digital inks to virtual, oh, to, yes. oh, virtual mm. like physical inks and pen and paper to digital, and then with coloring to digital and printing to digital. There's always somebody that's going to be out of a job and somebody else getting a job as a result because somebody's yep. more progressive and understanding. Wow, well, somebody is, getting but... this job is a freaking uh, is an AI. No, but honestly, it. Uh, like you, you could say all this thing. It is a progression. It's a natural progression. You can't turn. Yeah. You can't. You can't hold back the tide. You can't hold back the tide of human advancement. The, 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 the thing the, the though is, it doesn't it kind of make everyone a sort of artist, even though they can't draw or yes, or yeah, paint I, anything. I think, yeah. And is that then really art? Oh, no, but I think it is. I think it is. I think it's it's augmented art because. And where I think it brings back to, like, the the real importance of art is not the creation of it, right? But it's the interpretation of it by yeah. the viewer, you know. And because the conception I think that's, of an idea. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah, certainly that. But but art has always been about what you take away from it personally as you look yes. at it, because you yeah. You but the creator, something. the creator was maybe thirty years of talent associated with his output. And he could slave over it for a year and a half, whereas now you can type a paragraph into a message and you wait six six or seven seconds and it pops you something out. And you pick one from three and you're like, oh, this is my art now. <laughs> it, yeah, for sure. I reckon it's, I think it's a different think be, it's a different line though, right? It would be interesting to go, all right, if I wanted to create a book, how long would it take me using this, you know, this platform? Yeah. Yeah. Um but but look, I, I still think, I still think this. Look, this stuff is all born from reinterpreting the works of, of people. Yeah, right? yeah it's not yeah, completely. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not like it's, you. It's you got a billion no little images in the background mm. that it's drawing yeah. from, right? Yeah. 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 And, so and also, so, it is capturing, I guess, a, a figment or a piece of your imagination if you describe it well enough. But yeah, the, technology, so, yeah. the technology, as we know it, is in its infancy. Yes, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. But it's probably like 
learning to crawl compared to where it's going to be in 10 or 20 years from now? Oh, the, 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 yeah, the steep curve of all this technology, you know, think, think where we were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, <laughs> we were on like IRC chat column saying, hi, I'm in Australia. Hello, I'm in, <laughs> you know, Ohio or whatever. And it blows Just your the, mind. Like I'm fucking talking to somebody. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so um, to the point where now, honestly, my mind was blown like recently. That's the most recent uh, event just, of my mind being blown is where you type something in and it goes, you go, yeah. fucking. Because you do like in the style of, so it's lending heavily from, yeah. you know, other artists and stuff. Like I just that sent a few of the ones that I made in the Facebook chat uh, mm. as an example as well, but I don't yeah. do the in the style of stuff. I like mm. the photorealistic, gory, mm. weird. <laughs> yeah. A little Tim, bit uh, twisted. Uh, uh, Tim Malloy is all over there too, right? I see his Instagram all, all the time. He's He posts a lot of them. Mm. Um, but it what, does. It puts, it puts that, that level of creativity in our hands, which is kind of nice. So fuck you all, you artists who put a lifetime <laughs> You know what? If, okay, Benji. I'm an artist. Draw, draw a fucking comic with it. Do do like twenty panels, twenty panels, and then we talk. Yeah. Tell the story. I was actually, panels. I was actually thinking, I want to try that and see if it can yeah. be done to yeah. actually do a story in images generated by that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. That would good be time. a good test to yeah. see if you can yep. get some consistency to actually yep. put a story together. Yeah, I think that would be the the, the trick to it. it. Would be how to, how you get that consistency of a yeah. model from one pane to the next, because yeah. you you it, it it's a complete reinterpretation of there's no, of like it, it doesn't a yeah, volume it, of works. Yeah, I can't mm. think that it takes the previous thing it generated for Leon as let's use that as a baseline mm. and continue from there. It just I think yeah. I think maybe maybe you could. It, it would work if you used a a, a it's something that's in the zeitgeist already, like a a Thor. If you said Thor, then goes into this because I think it's going to be making a uh, an amalgamation of what it understands Thor to be fairly consistently through all of those things. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, interesting, interesting indeed. <laughs> Uh, could you report back to us on that project in one month's time, please, Leon? <laughs> no, no, no. In a month from now, I want the fucking comic published. <laughs> yes. and I'll okay. Challenge yeah. accepted. Yes, yes. We want with the we, we want with the yeah exclusive Grail Hunter yeah. cellulose copy. Uh, um, yeah. No, of course. Uh, acetate, yeah. acetate, sorry, uh, acetate. Sorry, acetate. Yeah. The acetate. It'll, it'll have special masking tape in certain. <laughs> Certain areas to make each copy unique. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, we've got we've got like literally five minutes left to cover of the many many questions. <laughs> I think we're on a record. Yeah, we've had two questions in two episodes. Leon's going to be on for fucking twenty episodes. Yeah. Right, <laughs> oh, Leon, give us one more question. One more question before we wrap up. Okay, so for within the sort of collecting as investment, you, there's obviously the gold, silver, bronze, and modern. If you want to delve into reading those sort of eras of comics, is there continuity through all of them? Or is it the same as today where sort of Spider-Man will have um, a, a series, a sort of a story in one 
set for a certain number of years and then it stops and another story starts uh, in say the do, silver age do you know what i think uh i i can answer that for you pretty easily because at the moment and even now i go to big city comics or all-star comics and there's seven spider-man comics that come out in one month there's sensational spider-man there's peter parker spider-man there's friendly neighborhood spider-man there's amazing yes. spider-man and they all intersect but it's in the same universe but it's not the same thing happening at the same time type mm. of thing, right? Whereas, wind the clock back to the Copper yeah. Age, which ended like 88, 89-ish. Everything before that, it was a special event for characters to cross over. It was a big right. deal. Spider-Man had one comic, maybe two comics, Peter Parker and Amazing Spider-Man. X-Men had one or two comics. There wasn't this mass-produced volume where mm. if you like X-Men, there's 10 comics a month for you. It was one or two, and that's it. Daredevil at one. Batman at two. Superman at three. It was popular mm. back then. Teen Titans at two. That, and and you could easily follow the continuity. So if you read from 1980 to 1990, for instance, you only really need to read that one series, and it will likely be issue 210 to 330 or something like that. Because so with the load, say let's say Spider Man, with the load that comes out every month, would you say just sort of try a couple of them and see which ones you like? Or yeah, and, and navigate it, those? it goes back to our previous conversation where number ones are usually a good jump on point, and I think they've given up on making sure that all the stories make sense all the time, especially because of the fact that. Um, fucking superman could be off planet fighting an alien in the other side of the galaxy but at the same time at this in the same comic that comes out today he's in metropolis having a coffee with lois lane so yeah. they don't care about like the conflict of events anymore but yeah. the benefit of that is like you can pick up i i saw there's a new series out uh, coincidentally spider-man called um, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man, which is a darker, more horror version of Spider-Man. and it's a six, That sounds interesting. <laughs> it's a six-issue miniseries. It starts at number one, it ends at number six, and that's all you need to read. You don't need to worry no. about any fucking, anything I was, else. I was gonna, and they've got I was David Mack ask. covers and all that type of stuff. Mm. So all the appeal is there mm. for me to be able to, like, I'm very non-committal on this. I just want to have a good time for six months, mm. read it, and move on. I don't want to have to know about the past or the future or mm. crossovers or shit like that. Mm. Yeah. My thoughts on that. Uh, well, well, just just to pull it back a bit, right? Yeah, you've got the classic storylines. And how do you... It's interesting with so many variations of a classic character, in this case, Spider-Man, right? Um, retelling the story in, in so many different ways and so many different inferences. How does that pay respect to the original intent of the character. You know no, what I mean? That, that, that the soul of the character. It probably does. Because, though. yeah, but that's what I think. Like how, because I think that, that there's a naivety maybe in some of those earlier characters that you can't pull off in, you know. But uh, to a degree, this... I think also shit that happened back then mattered because there, mm. there was only one Spider-Man comic between issues one and 300. There was mm. only one Spider-Man comic. And whatever happened there, if somebody died, they fucking died. If somebody got introduced mm. to the comic, they mattered. If, if there was big events, you know, Green yeah. Goblin and Green Stacy yeah. and fucking all the shit that happened there. All of a sudden, in these days, in the past 10 or 15 years, there's three Green Stacys and three Spider-Mans and three Peter Parkers and mm. um, 
all their own universe. Well, it's the Spideyverse, man. It's, it's a it's, lot it's, more <laughs> diluted, but it's a lot more yeah. forgivable as a result. Well, right? but, you know, but I think maybe the Spider-Man is the exception to this because they have they have kind of invented the caveat to all of this, which is the Spideyverse, which which gives you gives gives artistic license to as many different interpretations of that character as you like, whilst maintaining. Yeah, uh, but they still they still retrospectively fix their fuck ups. There's a lot yeah. of controversial storylines that people didn't receive well. That ten years later they're mm. like, let's try and fix it now. <laughs> mm. uh, but as a new but- reader and collector, that's just a mess. For me mm. to navigate, because now I have it to go a buy a whole bunch of Spider Mans, different Spider Mans, just to see. I can tell you though. I'd like. I can tell mm. you that there's probably a few titles that are the exception. Something mm. like Batman, where there's, I think it's DC's flagship character, so there's probably mm. twenty Batman titles a month, and I'm not even fucking joking. Ten of them will be ongoing. There'll be ten miniseries and special events and one-offs and all that type of shit. You don't know where to start or end anymore. But the numbers are kind of indicative of how far you are lost. Like detective comics at the moment is on mm-hmm. like issue one thousand one hundred. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's but, like but, the, so, but that gives, so they've but got the Batman what, what, who got the Spider Man on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, right when you get the opportunity to 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 start with a clean slate, right, and then you're right. The the thing is, the stories are are very contemporary. The characters are very contemporary. You're not encumbered by some sort of histrionics. My example for this, probably, arguably, what the most successful, um, uh, I, I get, I guess, the successful series in the terms of of a broad, um, a broad representation would be the boys. You know, like mm. like where it gets translated goes from an indie. It was an independent comic, yeah. Yeah, it was Wildstorm, so it was the yep. imprint of DC Comics, but creator. Yep, 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 yep. Um, through to to the mainstream via like uh, where were they? They were they Amazon Prime? I think it yep. was Amazon yep. Prime. Yep. Was yep. It? Yep. Yep. yep, that's right. Yep, massive hit. You see, so so when you're writing that story, you, you're not you're not like I said encumbered by any any type of, of, of history there that you have to respect. But there's also not, there's not a corporate editorial person standing over your shoulder saying you can't do that to the character. Yeah, which is, was, which is something that happens that to were. anything from Marvel and DC at the moment. They all write with chains on them at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but you see, don't you think that that's such a handicap in this well, day and age where, where we don't... The thing is, right, is, is that once upon a time they would be Cerberus at the gates of hell um, like, 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 almost like, like curating what everyone got to read, but now with with so many avenues for 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 people to publish, self publish, or independence mm. or whatever, you, that that that's unlocked anymore, and then it becomes purely about yeah. what people find yeah. interesting and and, I think and to and, a degree, to a degree. If I if I had to sum it up, I would say it doesn't mean great stories aren't written anymore. They are just less re- relevant to the character's development. So mm. there's amazing stories written at the moment, but because of the fact that everything's a lot more forgivable and it's got an expiry date and they can reset it at any time and everybody comes back from the dead and blah blah blah. Mm. Any any good story at the moment where you can be like, oh, this fucking blew my mind with Marvel and DC, they could turn it around and bring those characters back and revert back to a previous continuity and all of a sudden the shit that you love doesn't exist anymore yeah, whereas, I mean, you're not... whereas stuff like the boys 
It's fucking amazing because it's got uh-huh. a beginning and an end and it mattered and it was amazing. Uh-huh. But yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, all you're saying then is don't be too invested in something because they're probably going to reboot it in a year or two. They kill all my heroes, man. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. If, <laughs> put it this way. If I, if I said to you, all right, I'm coming to you as a Netflix executive and I'm saying, okay, of all the things you've been exposed to, what is going to be our next fucking blockbuster hit? Yep. Tell me what it is. Just not another Spider-Man, please. Yes. Yet. You're not going to say Spider-Man, fucking Superman or Batman or no. fucking Harlequin or no. any of that shit, are you? No, I won't. No. I definitely won't. Lobo. Because, because my favorite characters and the favorite reads at the moment are none of those characters. Um, Lobo. If I, had to, if I had to give you, and I think I've mentioned this a few times over the past 50 fucking episodes, but if hmm. I had to give something a sales pitch whether it's netflix or disney where it could fit right into the bigger universe but stand alone it's uh next wave agents of hate the the the, that's that's the story's name and it's about a bunch of offbeat characters who live in the marvel universe they just happen to be real cuntbags (laughs) Uh, and they're written like cuntbags so it's a little bit it's almost suicide squaddy but they're more mercenary um Bit of the boys, I imagine, you know. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. very much like the boys, but in a in a Marvel universe where they're surrounded by these goody two shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, I would say, you know, that that would be a hit because it'll be a critical hit because they can still reference like, oh, you know, I fucked Hulk last week, type of thing because it's <laughs> it's licensed. <laughs> whereas yep. whereas when you go too indie and all of a sudden, what I hate is when I watch a show where they want to represent X-Men, but they don't have a license to represent X-Men and they have a comic in there and it says Y-Man or Z-Men or something because they don't want to pay the royalties. I hate mm. that type of shit. So for me, it's more about having you know, having something that's standalone, that's beautiful, that's a great storyline, that's exciting, but it's also not tied to a corporate outcome. Yep, yeah. And if you're pitching it to a boardroom, you would say, Hey, look at the sales figures and the um the 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 broader viewer or in this case reader response yeah. to the series, you know? Yeah. Because look, that's the that's the sad part about you know. Look, it's sad and it's good. It's sad that that that, that we are a metrics driven society now, aren't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. Show me metrics show and me. algorithms. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep. But having said that, though, when in sort of in terms of whether it's like Toyota lean philosophy and stuff like that, when you do the study and you look at the root cause, then you get good outcomes as well. And that's what we want. We want to be entertained. We want good shit. So fuck yeah, use the mm. fucking metrics and use the algorithms yeah, yeah. as long as it curates it to, to, to something that fucking works. Like, and you mm. can see clearly, clearly people have got onto like this formula quicker than others, you know? Because of what's being produced now, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it, you look, it, st- it started with Deadpool. He, it opened the doors for mm. the offbeat kind of mm. R-rated comic-based yeah, yeah. shows. Very much and so. Then, very much so. And mm. then the boys followed in uh, on that really, because yeah. all mm. of a sudden they could, and people and they saw there was a massive appeal for something that's mm. not your classic comic restricted yeah. but same with sandman man sandman at the moment oh, is probably so number good. one in like 90 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started off with a 
kind of create her own story and an imprint mm. in DC in the early 90s called Sandman in Vertigo. Mm. Um, and Neil Gaiman just said, well, you know, I'm not tied to the DC universe. I can if I want to be. I can refer to the characters, but I just want to tell my own story. And he did. And, um, you know, 30 years later, here we are. A lot of it's been oh, but kind Neil, of reinvented. Neil... A lot of it's yeah. been reinvented for Netflix, but the core of the story and the themes of it is still the same. You see, you see, my experience with Neil Gaiman has been not through comic books, but through but, but through yeah, fiction books. books. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's a master. But most of, of those, most of those books that you read it probably came after Sandman. You know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Look, there's a chronology yeah. there, and there's no. So for me, for it's... me, it's it's nice to see that diversity, and I I, I say that a lot when people are like, oh, Miss Marvel shit, or oh, this is oh. shit, or I'm like. I don't think Disney Spider-Man wants everybody shit. to watch everything. <laughs> Disney doesn't care <laughs> if you think it's shit because you're not their audience. They <laughs> create stuff for all audiences. That's what they're doing. And I'm not fucking defending them. I just think they're smart in that sense. You um, fucking shill. You're a fucking shill, Neville Howard. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> but, you're, waiting for him to, you're looking for this. You're, you're looking for them to syndicate Grail Hunters, aren't you? Grail Hunters season one coming to Amazon. <laughs> they do. Marvel does need to pay attention to numbers because look what happened to DC. Yep. Oh, Marvel, Marvel will probably buy DC. Yeah. The way it's going. <laughs> I won't be surprised if we sit here in 2025, which is three years from now, and uh, they'll own DC. And they won't probably okay. won't incorporate okay. into the Marvel universe, but Ooh. they will. Mm-hmm. Deconstructed and fucking make it a better. Okay, better let's world. let's talk about look talk about DC just just very briefly because um, Sandman is DC, um, yeah, and probably represents their greatest success. So so is that an indication to well, them? Hey, in, in movies, man, in movies, the new Batman, the new Joker, they were good, right? Hmm. Ah, but it's still the same thing, man. When you look at I think I think what Marvel did well is they they embraced the diversity in all of the stories they've told over the years, whereas Marvel didn't go beyond the halls of fucking the um oh, you DC. know the halls yeah, of justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah DC yeah, yeah. didn't go beyond the. Oh, halls they of do justice. that. They do that um, all the time. They don't have faith in the other characters. Hmm. But then we, I say that in the same breath, I can also say that you know Batgirl have never lasted more than a few issues in a solo series. They decide to make a movie of the character. They change. They change everything about her. They put her in mm. Gotham. She's a fucking. I don't know. It's just crazy. So they yeah. they they mangle the character to the point of irrelevance, and then say, "Oh, the audience doesn't like it." Like you can't. Yeah, you can't butter your toast on both sides. Like yeah, yeah. You can't detach yep. the character from all of its origins, reinvent it, just name it Batgirl by name, and then expect it to do well. It's like I don't know, man. No one's going to relate to the character they yeah. actually. They know. definitely, they definitely. <laughs> have, I I just don't think they've ever whiteboarded what they want to get out of it. And I think. Do you think? Um, do you think? Do you think DC execs are like, fuck me, man? What do we fucking have to do? Because like the Ezra Miller disaster, you know what I mean? When yeah. You look at- Fucking that on top of Batgirl. I mean, what about Amber Heard and Amber Heard being in yeah, Aquaman yeah. movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's but just the thing like is, the... right? I think DC DC is an island on its own under Warner Brother and Discovery. And mm-hmm. Warner Brother and Discovery don't know comics, they don't understand it, they don't get it. It's almost like watching Woodstock '99, where they were signing porn, <laughs> Limbiscuit, and Rage. <laughs> yeah. and, and the organizers not like violence. <laughs> the organizers like, I don't know these bands. I'm like. 
dude, you're signing these bands. And he's like, I just want the money. This is exactly what fucking Warner Brothers are doing. And within that, DC is currently at that stage where things are burning everywhere and blowing up. And and they're standing in front of the podium saying, oh, everything's going well. We're tracking well. It's going to be a good day today. But but you think... The propane blast. Okay, so of, of DC, you think of the... The characters in DC that are tucked away in their back closet, you know, that are fertile ground for making awesome stories out of, you know, bringing it to the people. They, they just seem to be so reliant on, you know, like I said, it really strays beyond um, the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Like, think of all of the, all of the other stuff that they've published. If they just looked a little bit further afield, you know, in the same way that Marvel did, mm-hmm. diversify, you know, yeah. Um, in a and it's not, and it's not forced diversification. Like Marvel's mm. kind of been doing it on the go, uh, with great characters and great storylines. I mean, they've got like three ghostwriters at any point in time, depending on whether you like cars or fucking motorbikes or whether you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just there's so much to draw from where DC was DC's always been the Bat Family, Uber Ollis, which mm. is awesome. <laughs> just put mm. more Batman. Like that yes. <laughs> image, yeah. and add more Batman. Always I, think, more Batman. I, I think, I think, given if, if this universe had long enough, everyone would have a crack at being Batman. Mm. It'll be you, yeah, Leon as Batman. This would be an epic <laughs> one. I won't be emo. Would you? Would you? Be, what type of Batman would you be? No, certainly not emo Batman. One that stabs people. I will actually yes. go for the kill. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I would be a Batman. That not only turns to testosterone, uh, sorry, to technology, but loads and loads of testosterone because it's available to him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's just just become the most muscular Batman <laughs> we can, <laughs> <laughs> and then crush people's heads like a. <laughs> so you'd be ba- you'd be Bane in a Batman costume. That's yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Neville would be biker, <sighs> punk rocker, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. So I, I think you know. There's no, there's no golden ticket to success, really. But I, the the constraints of what the the corporates impose on the creators who are trying to write good stories is just becoming to the. It, it gets to the point where um, the stories are predictable and irrelevant, especially in DC. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think the heart. I, of I haven't it, been I excited think... about DC stuff unless it's mm. something that's non mm. non canonical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think it comes down to the heart of the philosophy of it is is who is the boss of this creative process? Is it is it you that are feeding stuff to the masses or are you listening to the masses and you're producing stuff that you think they'll like? You know, Facebook, I think that's Facebook the sending them all the info they Yeah, need. I don't think I don't think yes. that, I don't think they've listened for a few years. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I, I think that's that's the difference. The key difference between the two companies is one yeah. is Exploring what their fans want, and the other is trying, still trying yeah. to dictate what their fans should have. You know, yeah, this is what you're supposed to be liking. Yes, exactly people, right. people are exactly smarter right. than that. People are smarter. I can't understand why it's not working. We're telling them what they should like, and they. But not. then also, <laughs> they are massively. They they are incredible movies translated from comics that didn't find an audience. If I think about Judge Dredd, right, it was one of my City favorite Days movies. Favorite, some of my favorite comic movies, and 
they kind of struggled because they just came out at the wrong time and they didn't probably hit the platforms and like Judge Dredd came out before Netflix and I think they made like 100 million in America so they're like no we're never making yeah. Judge Dredd again but you watch that movie it's fucking incredible oh uh, which one though is we talking Keith Urban version or yeah yeah Keith Urban. Urban. Keith Urban yeah yeah that was cool all right all right i'm gonna wrap this up um, i'm gonna go give my dog medication next one week. one question <laughs> okay so what i took from it is get to know people in comics so that they can tell you what you probably want to read and on that note neville apart from sandman what is the next comic that i should start reading that you think will be a good series to collect for me oh mm. it depends on what you like do you like like i know you like sci-fi fantasy stuff i've i've known you for 13 12 yeah, 13 yeah, years you yeah. should know that yeah but you're not a you're not a cape superhero type guy right well i've never <sighs> no i like superman no, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying. They just I'm don't just saying. portray him well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to like give you something what's that the, What's that one you're always banging on again? What, what, what's that? The Ministry of something? Uh, Department the... of Truth. But I think Department of Truth. I think that's too complicated for Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Leon. Uh, people but, but, I'm getting a lot but I of hear, I hear about the Department of Truth being banged on about a lot. Like, the, the Department of Truth is incredible. It is incredible. It's my favorite. And would it trans... Would it would translate to TV or film? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think, given a good budget, it is. It's probably a cross between X Files, Exorcist, and Supernatural. Uh, so, so given bit. the current trend of things, I, look, and I, I say this because if, if I think if I think Neville's enjoying it, then I think that people are smart enough now. They're proving to me to be smart enough now to pick up on. The type of thing that a clever guy like Neville will find awesome, <laughs> right? And they'll make something out of it. So if I were you, I would buy every copy of the first print of Department of Truth that you could right now. The, the, that's that's the, from me. The, the complete noob. No, no, no. Okay. Taking I don't want to hear any of your detraction bullshit, Neville. <laughs> the, I've spoken. The drawback <laughs> of this is because a lot of people are already following that trend because he's a great writer, it was a pr pretty popular series to start with when number one came out. So I won't say there's millions, but they are freely available. Number one would be like maybe 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Um, the variants could be 200 type of thing. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin was one cent each yeah, yeah, in some yeah, stages, yeah. well, Neville. Yeah, so, but but mm. Leon knows I like the twisted horror genre, and um, mm. so Department of Truth for me is one of my best reads of the month every month, and I think that would translate absolutely into an amazing show because it tackles so many aspects of uh, cultural mythology in the modern world, which is really good. Yep. But that's the thing is, is that these things are great reads and for the same reason, they'll be great series as well. And if they're a great series, then they'll be catapulted to. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a matter of time. Yeah. It's probably a matter of time before there's some big announcement and we see trailers coming and shit like that because of the fact that it's such a good show, a uh, good series. Um, and then well other produced. people won't know it's actually from a comic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and another one that I love at the moment, which is we could also translate into a good TV show, is called Silver Coin, which is kind of a, a an anthology that follows a coin around and the coin's cursed. 
So it's kind of the the coin through the ages, like from the Ah. 10th century to the modern world where people get the coin and they become obsessed with success or something and it feeds them, but it makes them evil. So it's very... Somewhere between Lord of the Rings and... um... And American Gods. Remember American Gods yes, with the leprechaun? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. It's, it, Another it is Neil Gaiman, like by that. the way. Very good, very good yeah. Neil game. Yeah. yeah. I loved American Gods. I think my my mate Neil Waters borrowed it from me 10 years ago and still got it. Yeah. It did stray a little. Like the, like the the novel, awesome, you know? Yeah. But the series did tend to stray a bit in the last hmm. thing. Yeah, because they don't. The trouble with all of these these, these 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 places, they don't they don't know when like not another brush stroke, as the Simpsons would say. You know what I mean? It's like give yourself an ending, and mm-hmm. that's it. It can go away, and that's yeah. fine. It's a perfectly packaged piece of entertainment. So but definitely, go... definitely not Lord of the Rings because there's a forty three, yeah, three, three yeah, seasons yeah. of Daredevil as a package. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah Breaking yeah. Bad and, back in the day. Great. Yeah. Yep. It was written with that ending oh. in mind and they just filled in the pieces. Even I think of the things that left me wanting more, even as a kid. Like for me, it was Faulty Towers. Remember Faulty Towers? Yeah, six episodes, the, two bril- seasons. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, the young ones, you know what I mean? Brilliant. They just, they, no more. You get no more. That's what you get. Yeah. Ricky Gervais' no office. The office yep. from the Ricky Gervais. Yep. Detectorists. Yep. It's yes. all British, yep. right? Detectorist is fucking yeah. amazing. Anyway, yep, yep. And it's it's that 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 um just being reserved, just just pull it back a bit. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's that's the key to success. But the trouble with the, everything in business now is that yeah, let's just more add is and, yeah, more, more is, is better. better, and it just ruins it. it. Just ruins it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. My 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 comp- my fear of that is as beautiful as it is for us to watch the boys live and how amazing the show is and everything if they follow the trend of the comics it's going to be getting at an end and it'll fade into obscurity and irrelevance in five or six years because people will forget about it and the comics prices yeah. will be fucking dipping and i'll be selling like a motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. before yep. that happens whereas yeah. whereas we've been bagging marvel and dc a little bit for the past 40 minutes and um yeah, what first appearance of Green Goblin, first appearance of Spider Man, they'll all still be relevant because depending on which version or re- irrelevant of which version you like, mm. uh, the character's going to remain relevant in pop culture for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel it's, like Jerry it's, Springer uh, with a closing statement. No, yes, friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, once again, great talking to you guys. It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably good wrap to be it up. Back there, on the know. wagon, off the wagon. It's good to be back. Mm. Yeah. Fuck yes. you, COVID. We're here. I'll be the, Thanks um, for I was joining the third Leon. wheel tonight. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Leon. for joining, Leon. Thank you for yeah. having me. You contributed more oh. than Mike in eight episodes. You're fine. That's not hard to do. The, you're, you're ignorant. Your ignorance on this, these things would supplant my ignorance on these things, but yeah. unfortunately, at, it's not. It's like case. Benji giving you advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How far I've come. How far uh, I've come. <laughs> nah. Awesome. Great chat, guys. Have a good night. Uh, Cheers. Talk again next time. Bye.